Right, uh, welcome to our uh, Sunday service, our Sunday 1030 service. Uh, today we have a message, a new message, uh, Agents of Change. We're going to get into Agents of Change today. Lord, I decrease that you may increase. How's everybody this morning? All right, so so uh, let's get into this uh, message, Agents of Change. And, um, you know, again, uh, change is something that's very, very uh, key to a lot of our lives, you know, having the opportunity to change, uh, 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 growing. Some of us are really in some good positions because we decided to change. Some of us are in some crazy positions because guess what? <laughs> we haven't decided to change. Some of us have talked about change. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and then some of us are very good at, like, so I have a friend, uh, you may watch this, this, this person, I don't want to say where you at, because everybody don't live in this particular, uh, state, so you know I'm talking about you, but, but, uh, I remember we used to talk, I'd be like, man, you probably just need to, just to do this, man, and he used to go, uh, you know I'm talking about you now, like, I know Brad, I know Brad, he would say he know, but he wouldn't change. But but it but it was it was it's like somebody easy to talk to from the standpoint they're not fighting against you. He wasn't being defensive. Man, I know, I know, I know. But hard to talk to because you rarely ever got results. Right? So there's some people that are hard to talk to because they're always fighting. But easy to talk to because you get results. Then there are some hard to talk to on both sides. They fighting and you get no results. <laughs> Which one are you? <laughs> ah, which one are you? Are you going to be honest? Didn't we have discipleship class this morning? Amen. Didn't it talk about confessing and being honest and making some changes? Amen. Is there one that won't change? Like, what I like what Minister Lamar did for y'all out there in TV land, uh, family moment, he brought his own... Uh, I'm going to just call it a desk. Like, he brought his own, like, little mini desk. So, what is it? Sofa mini table. But he brought it so he could have his, uh, put his notes and stuff on, you know. Um, so, he's projecting when we move into the new building and you got the little things you can slide out. You know, the little, yeah, you can slide out. Yeah, uh, they have that at the Cove. All right, so... But what he what he like came ready with the scripture that says uh, having a readiness of mind, you know when you come into the house be ready to hear. So he ready, right? And we always talk about taking notes and the value of notes and, and referring to notes. One thing I would like about Nate Clements, like every time I talk to him, he says, you know, when I'm going through stuff, I go to my notes. Yeah, I, I think I was talking to him a few weeks ago. He's like, you know, I was dealing with this, that, and the other. He says, so you know, he says now. He said, one thing, Pastor, he says, uh, you know, if I'm going through stuff, I'm going to go through my notes. You know, I'm going to just go through the notes. And then, you know, even when he's back there on camera, I watch him. He got his notes. Um, but, you know, some of us don't think we need notes. But that's another story. <laughs> ah! All right, so, so, so change sometimes requires... Uh, uh, a force, like like a force. It, sometimes it takes a force to change us. Now, notice I didn't say 
someone forcing you to change. But change takes some level of force. Uh, it may take uh, the force of pain. It may take the, uh, you know, you, you ever been in a situation where you see other people having opportunities that you wish you had? All that is is saying change. Not sit around and go, I can't believe I missed that opportunity. No, it's just saying change. You know, uh, some people are about to deal with that rude awakening here real soon. Um, so, so the scripture talks about us, uh, uh, getting to a wealthy place. I may get into the scripture later, but it says, you know, we, we, God brought us into this wealthy place, but so we show up in our wealthy place, uh, a lot of times, but a lot of times we don't recognize the resources that are available in that place. You know, like God sends us and he puts us in place. He puts us in position. He he always sends us the support and the resources. So I think about these guys right here, these 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 young guys over here, and so I uh, so God used their mom to bring them into this place, and uh, you know, and so I remember when they first came. Uh, you see, I think that end. Could you, could you give me that chair? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that worked. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, we we just put it right up here, right here, right here. Huh? Oh, social distancing. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. See, remember what we was talking about, like flowing and anointing, don't let nothing distract you. You got to keep flowing, just keep moving forward. All right, so 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 uh uh when they first came to church, they was they would they would sit on this side of the other church, right? Both of these guys, those guys right there, I'm pointing to those guys right there. They know who I'm talking to. That guy right there with the twisties and that guy with, I guess they might be twisties. I don't know what they are. All right. All right. So, so when they first came, this was, this, this was. So one of them wasn't just like with a, with a meme mug. He was asleep. This was when they first came to church. This is how they was rolling. And, but, but, but both of them had the, Almost like, bring me up in here. Ain't nobody trying to hear this. They never heard it before, but they had already had, you know. Right. Y'all remember that? All right, good. We had one person. You remember that? All right, good, good, good. Because if you, if you would have shook your head like you didn't remember, then I would have added something to the story. But uh, so, so here they was brought into a place, and their thought at the time, we, we, I, listen, I have a great relationship with them. These guys are great guys. All right. At the time, it was like, man, why she bring me to this place? Because she hadn't been here, right? And and it was church, <laughs> right? Right? Can be real, right? And 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 then you know, anytime somebody bring you to church, you're like, oh, they they trying to change me, right? <laughs> Come on, let's be real. Like they trying to change me. And so 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 then you've been here for a while. Did you like being here? You've been learning stuff. Right. So, but at first they didn't recognize their resources. Now, I'm not saying they've all, all the way recognized their resources because they have more resources than I had. When, when I tell the story, I think I was talking to you. I'm not sure. When I tell the story of my life, it's a life of, 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 of uh, ignorance and naivety because I didn't have resources. So nobody was walking me through. I stumbled through. 
Hey, I, I was actually on a team in college when I first joined the team. I thought you had to try out every year. So the next year, I was like, well, they probably got their team. I was a captain, too. <laughs> I was already on the team. But since I didn't have nobody explaining to me, why are you laughing? <laughs> nobody explaining to me the, the, the process, I'm trying to figure it out myself. All, all types of stuff. Like me going to a school, look, look on this. First school accept me, that's where I'm going. I said that as if there was a chance I wasn't going to be accepted. With my grades and my scores, I could have went to any school in the, in the country. But since I was by myself, I'm like, oh, man, if I don't, if, if I don't get into school, I'm going to be in the street. So I, Lord, I not walk, Pomona Avenue, North New Jersey, Lord, you're going to have to get me into college, man. And then the first school I went to, they accepted me. Any school I went to, they was going to accept me. Academically, and I was awarded a state. I got all the financial aid in the world. I had all, all the academics, and I, I could have just went anywhere. But guess what? Didn't realize it. You guys are not in that position. Even when we were talking about, uh, when, uh, what was it? Air Force. We were talking about uh, college and and. And different resources, how to get to college. You have people on the call that can walk you through the whole thing, right? Uh, you play sports. You play football. You got all types of people that can walk you through the whole thing, right? Now, I use them, but they're not the only one that God has put resources around. But sometimes we're in a wealthy place, we don't recognize our resources. We don't recognize our agents of change. See, we think change is replacement see when, when you when they walk to the church like oh they trying to change me like somebody's trying to replace you no trying to grow you or evolve you but not replace you Amen. right so just think about that for a second right um as we're talking walking through this so this is the thing like we are some of us who have gone through tragedy some have gone through death disaster um unfair treatment mishap uh, some of us has caused it, but I'm just saying we've gone through stuff. You know what? It should, uh, all these things, the tragedies, the deaths, the disasters, it's, supposed, it's a force. It creates a force that's supposed to facilitate change. You know, like if you, let, let's say if somebody around you, it's, it's, it's a tragic situation, somebody around you, uh, they, they lose their life. And some people have said, man, uh, I was going to call them. Or I was going to talk to them, right? Okay, and, but you, it's nothing you could do. You didn't call them and you didn't talk to them. But guess what? They weren't the only person on the face of the earth. There's plenty of other people that you could, you, you could have called or you should call. So going forward, you were what? If you get the unction, you call. Or oh, my wife, before 9-11, uh, you had the dream, right? She saw the whole thing. And I think you said, Man, I, I saw that. I should have prayed, right, more, you know, right? But she didn't go into depression. What she said was, oh, when I have dreams like that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray. So it created a force, what? To change. When you blew the opportunity, failed the test, it, it created a force to change. Not to do, not to excuse it, like we talked about earlier, 
and do the same thing? That wouldn't even make sense, right? Okay, all right. So, agents of change. That's what we're talking about, right? So, we know this in Mark chapter 11, 12, right? Mark chapter 11, 12, right? Scripture we talk about a lot here. Um, but we're going we're gonna to use it to help us today uh, embrace, recognize, and be the agents of change that can make sure our Christian family does what it has to do. I say Mark, wait, hold on. That's not what I'm looking for. Hold on. Hold on. Mr. Lamar, you can find it. Kingdom of heaven suffers violence, the violence taketh by force. Alright. Alright, so so I gave you the wrong scripture. It's not Mark eleven twelve. Alright, so I'll tell you what it is in a second. Matthew's 11, 12. Close. <laughs> M.A., we got the M.A., right? <laughs> Thanks, sweetheart. I don't know, Miss Lamar. Pastor Mal's a little quicker on the draw than you. I just <laughs> All right, so... so um, Sorry about that. Matthews eleven twelve. It says, and from the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violence. The violent take it by take it by what? Force. So so again, that force that's created facilitates a passion to go get or go take, as we've been talking about in uh, on Wednesday night. Possess the things that God has for you. So, so what it does is that force facilitates change. Like I have to change from this position until I've grasped or possessed or grabbed or, or moved into position to what God has for me. You see what I'm saying? So some of that changes I have to recognize you are the person that God placed in my life to assist in me becoming what I'm supposed to become. So I have to listen to you. Like, so I have to, so, so I had to change. It actually, uh, the, I was using that as an example, but I remember, you know, we first got together, you know, I was all, you know, I, I'm, I, when we got together, I was in scripture. And so, uh, of course she was going to church. So I used to be like, you know, don't take my, don't take my word for it. It's in the book. But my thought is because I was in scripture and she wasn't in scripture as much. What could you possibly have to say to me? So a lot of times she would be talking and I might not say it, but my face would be like, like seriously, but uh, I remember our, I, I've shared this story before, our, one of our visions, uh, we write a vision every year, but I really just couldn't get the details. I was like, I got to cast a vision for the house. I can't get it. And she had this phenomenal dream. She wrote it down and I said, Lord, this, you know, because how God operates with us is dreams and interpretation. So a lot of times she'll dream, I'll interpret, and sometimes it's the other way around or sometimes it's prophetically. So, but in, in this particular stage, she had a dream, and immediately I'm like, okay, Lord, revealed like uh, uh, Daniel, Lord, revealed to me what the dream is. And so the Lord said, he broke it all down. I said, whoa, this is intense. He said, yeah, that's the rest of your vision. 
I'm like, that can't possibly be the rest of the vision. I'm the visionary. <laughs> he said, no, 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 no. He says, this, this was a, a, a trying year for your household. Your household was under attack. You're the house man, the cover of the attack. So if the house is, the cover of the house, so if the house is under attack, the, the enemy is going to hit you first. So while you were protecting the house, you couldn't hear the, hear the details. So I sent it to your radio man. You know, in the war, you know, they had radio men that would, 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 would uh, get the communications and communicate the coordinates for the battleships to, to bomb an area to advance the troops. Not trying to get all military, but so he says, so I got it to her. He said, listen, her package may be different, but her contents are powerful. He said, you better, you better listen to the contents. He said, you better listen to that girl. So I just start listening. Right, so, so what, what did I do? See, see, a force was created in this particular case through insight, revelation, and time with God and uncertainty. And, and I had to change from I'm the one that hears from God and everybody else hears after I hear to this is a valuable person in my life. I got to listen. Okay? Right? So, so, so this was an agent of change, right? This was a, listen, we wouldn't have got our first house if it wasn't for that girl. Because I was going to wait till we paid off everything to mankind, which probably would have took, we got out of debt when we was, uh, last year. That's the first time we had ever been out of debt till we got our, our new house. But, so, we would have got our first house when we got this house just now. <laughs> <laughs> waiting on me because it took us all that time to get out of debt and I wasn't going to get a house till we got out of debt and so uh, he's waiting on me we, we were never moved right but that was my agent of hey babe let's go see what it takes to get a house I'm being sarcastic sure when they get, we get there they're going to tell you well, I already know our credit is terrible we went, and the lady said, I've seen worse. I was like, no, you, you, you're not communicating what we came here for. We came here so you could show her that I'm right. <laughs> no, what I found out was she was correct, and make a long story short, we ended up uh, getting a house through faith and things like that. So, I, so that was my age in the change, right? I had to recognize. I, I recognize age in the change, right? Right? I said, <laughs> let's go to Romans uh, 13. I mean, I had to, me and my sister was talking last, uh, last night. I had to recognize my sister was an agent of change. I had to listen, even though at one time I was like, you go to church. You know, I, I'm not really trying to hear all that. But I had to recognize age in the chain to a point where even I was out there in the hood when the things would get funky I was calling sis so I was like I need some prayer <laughs> yeah it was just, just recognizing recognizing okay that's an age in the change I need that assistance right takes humility to recognize that right all right so verse 11 here it says look and and it says and that knowing the time look that now it is high time. Look, to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. 
So now is the time to change closer than it may, be, may appear. When you look at your side view mirror, objects are closer than they appear. <laughs> right? Guess what? What you're supposed to do is closer than it appears. So when you think you have time, you're behind. Right? When you think you have time, you're behind. So, so, so it says wake up. Hey, hey, think about this. How many of you would still be asleep, in, probably even this morning, but in your life if nothing didn't shake you? So, 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 so Minister Lamar, how, would you have made the adjustments you've made in your life if something didn't shake you? Right? A force of what? Change. Right? Right? See, see, this is the thing. Like, so, so God is sending these things, but some of us are so sweet at maneuvering. We've been manipulating our whole life. We got the lines. We know how we got the justifications. Hey, some of us are so sweet, people don't even want to talk to you. Because every time that 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 agent of change shows up, you shut them down with your just see, every time you explain your position. Just this one point, you're still there. Every time you justify your position, hey, guess what? You're still there. Every time you excuse your position, guess what? You're still there. So you've come up with the excuse, the justification, and the explanation to stay there. When that person is not communicating to you to be there, they're communicating to you for change. If you open your mouth to assist in the change, fine. If you're not assisting in change, shut up. Because the communication is for change, not for you to justify your position. Right? Man of God said that was God. So what causes us to be fed up? The things that causes us to be fed up are actually agents of change. When you get to the point where you're fed up, see, I, I've said this for years. I'm tired. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you're really tired, you change. I'm fed up. No, you're not. If you're fed up, you change. If you're really just fed up, I'm sick and tired. You're sick and tired looking and acting, but you ain't changing. So you ain't really sick and tired, right? See how we really fed up. See, if you really were fed up, you wouldn't have to tell anyone. Because change would be inevitable. Everybody will be telling you, you was fed up, ain't you? <laughs> look, 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 look. You was fed up, wasn't you? You tired of that, wasn't you? <laughs> see, 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 you know how to tell me? I see, I've seen it. We see it. Listen, me seeing it is one thing. But if she see it, you change it. <laughs> Listen, because I'm the optimist. So the optimist sees quicker than the realist. <laughs> right? So, so the optimist sees why you're in the process of change. The realist sees why you really change. <laughs> right? So we see it together. You change it. <laughs> but, you know, that's saying something if we don't see it, too. I just thought I slipped that in there. <laughs> if you got to work that hard to explain it, you ain't changing. 
I just let that soak in for a second. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> so, 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 don't resent. Uh, and this is the thing. This is successful people are ag uh, agents of change. When people are successful around you, it ain't for you to hate. It's for you to elevate. It's for it's to it's to challenge you to change. Because it makes you what uncomfortable where you are. If everybody's miserable, you comfortable as long as you're the top misery person. I'm I, listen. We might be all. I remember this. Uh, I don't even know if he's still living right now, but uh, I was in a uh, Chancellor Annex on um, Chancellor Avenue uh, in the Week Wake section. You know, everybody there know, but everybody here don't. And uh, I was sitting in there, and I, I felt sad. I must have. A, I'm young. I'm, I might have been like. 12, 13, but I, but I must have had like a depressed look, and this guy, this older guy, he's a, uh, he's a uh, teacher's basketball, he was like, Keith, don't feel bad, man, I'm poor too. When he made that statement was an agent of change. No, for real. When he said it, I was like, okay, well, first of all, like, I don't need, I, I don't need a, a support system. I don't like where I'm at. So you telling me it's okay because you're there too, that doesn't help me. Matter of fact, that, 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 that was the agent of change. I was like, okay, I definitely don't want to be here now. <laughs> I definitely don't want to be here now. You trying to make me comfortable with what I don't like? Oh, I got to change. I got to change. See, see, no complaining, no blaming, changing. You see, it's a whole. See, so don't resent successful people because you put up with what they're fed up with, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, 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 look. You, 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 you're in resentment because I can't believe they're doing that. No, no. They, you just putting up what they fed up with. See, the difference between David and his brothers. David's brothers weren't fed up. They didn't embrace agents of change. They, look, David came, showed up at the same war everybody else was at, with the same Philistine or the giant Goliath that everybody else was dealing with. The difference between David and everybody else, David had no tolerance. He was fed up. Oh, hold on, hold on. Listen, I know, King, I'm serving you. You know, I know I need to play, you know, play that beat for you right now because you're dealing with all this evil, but did you hear that? Like, are we just... Is anybody in the room paying attention to what I'm hearing outside? It was like a pink elephant. Like people were living with me. We talked about being around people of reverence this morning uh, in a master life, like being around people that reverence God too. This dude is like, so we wake up every day. You guys show up here and listen every day to somebody blaspheme your God? One person. That just happens to be taller than y'all or bigger than y'all. But it's all y'all in fit. Hold on, man. Now, I, listen. Y'all can stay here if you want. I just can't take it, man. Now, that, this guy, listen. Let me go fight him. He's going to talk about my guy. David was fed up. So things changed. Right? Soon as somebody really got fed up, things changed. Right? See, this is the thing. You're fed up when you're willing to fight for change. 
when you're willing to embrace the agents of change. So, so, so I, I as I was, I remember I had this conversation with a, with a, with a, with an aunt, and <laughs> God bless. And uh, I remember this day she said, uh, uh, so we, we, it, it was a heated discussion. I said, listen, I don't know what this family been doing all these years. Uh, now this was a, this was a, that's cool. It's not that crazy. Uh, this was my mom's side. I said, I don't know this family. I said, but the book stopped here. Like, cause I was kind of fed up. I was like, like, what are we doing here? Like, we all family. This is how I was thinking. And she says, she said, when I made that statement, we was having a heated discussion. She said, she said, Keith, it's fine. Like, you change your whole conversation. She said, I seen this before. I said, huh? She said, you acting just like your mother. Yeah, I didn't grow up my mom. But she says, I seen this. I seen everything that's taking place. I seen ex this exact character. That's how your mom operated. Right? Well, she said, I, I was fed up. Are you, are you fed up? Really? Are you tired? When you look in the mirror, are you fed up? No, you're not. Right? See, see, <laughs> see, see, <laughs> in, 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 Mark, in Matthew 4, it's Matthew 4. Well, I'll give you the story. Matthew 4, 4 through 11, they have the scripture for you. Uh, that's the story of Jesus being fed up. Remember, the adversary kept tempting him. So, 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 so at first, it's kind of like, let me just show you, like, you're wasting your time. He tempted him, it is written. He tempted him, it is written. But, but at the end, he, went, he said, man, even you got to get behind me. Like, even, the, even you subject under, under the things of God. He got fed up, like, man, man roll up out of here. That's what he was saying, like, listen, you know what? I, I, I had time to play with you for a little while, but I'm a little fed up with this. I, I'm here, I'm on business. I ain't nobody got time to be playing with you. And then it said Satan fleed. Are you fed up with Satan? Because he definitely wouldn't be hanging around you if he was, right? Right, so, 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 uh, even, even the, the prodigal son, and uh, so, so Luke 15, 11 through 32, uh, I'm just giving you scriptures so you can write them down and they have them displayed. Right, so, so remember the prodigal son, so both sons, you study it out, both sons came to the father. The young son was like, you ask him. You know, so it was like, no, you go ask him. You know, young, young kids be having favor. Like, you go ask him. You, you ask him. So he's like, well, just because we have our stuff now. So the young son took his stuff and left and went to a far country, right, and spent all that he had. Look, then he was hungry, got a job. He said, man, could I, hey, listen. Listen, so they, they had him working with the pigs. He's like, man, I, he was about to eat what the pigs were eating. Y'all got to picture that, you know, eating what the pigs eating. The, the reason why they tell you don't eat pig, you know that, right, is why, because they eat anything, right? So he wanted to eat what the pigs was eating, which is the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst, what you can eat. And it said what? He came to himself. You know what that meant? He, got, he was fed up. He, look, that force, that force of, 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 of humility and pain and rock bottom triggered, that was his agent of change. My wife said it was nasty. Do you know some of us are, are, are right now eating what the pigs are eating? Spiritually speaking. 
Like, we're not eating what we deserve. Remember, at, at his dad's house, he was like, my servants eat better than this. He said, my dad's servants, meaning that he, eat, he ate better than they did. So here he's a king's kid, right? Instead of eating from a wealthy place, he's eating what the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom is eating. And calling it, like, 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 see again, uh, he's on top of the bottom. So it's sweet. Yeah, yeah, you only got two hooks. I got about 15. <laughs> yeah, I got 15 of these little, little, little this slop. You only got two. Yeah, yeah, hey, when you get to my level, man, you'll be able to get like, you know, 15 helpings of this, this, this slop, you know. But, you know, you just ain't, you know, you got to grow. You got to mature. So you ain't, not, you, you haven't matured to a level where you can appreciate some of this, you know. But, but hey, I'm going to groom you. I'm going to groom you. I'm going to hook you up so you can get more slop. Really? That's what we're doing now? That's what's going on in, our, in a lot of our lives. We ain't fed up, man. We're not embracing the agents of change. We're just going around in the same. Like, it's, it's like a, we're like a seed in the ground running around in circles. It's not a seed's job to run around in circles. It's just the seed's job to elevate, to grow, to produce fruit. Not stay under the dirt in different sections of the dirt. Still buried, but move to a different section. And then another section, and then another section. You, you know, we supposed to be elevating. Not getting comfortable with the, under the dirt, Right? This is, this is, so you're either submitted to an agent of change or you are agent of change in life. And you're only an agent of, see, first of all, you would have to submit to an agent of change to become an agent of change, right? Because you would have to have experience, the value of change to make it real for somebody else, right? Right, so, so, so you got to ask yourself, have you learned how to fix something others are fed up with? So, 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 so if you're an agent of change, you've learned how to, to create a force to assist someone to get out of something they're fed up with. But you can't do that. See, this is the thing. Misery loves company. Most people aren't helping people out of what they're fed up with because they're not fed up. So what they do is every time they reach to help the person, ah, this next thing I'm going to do is going to break that person through but then I'm still going to be stuck. So they'll choke and hold back on the requisite information that person needs to really break through. Because they ain't broke through. They think about themselves, right? Yeah, so, so, so Jesus asked this question. Oh, let's go to John 5. This is one of my wife's uh, favorite stories. John 5, this is, this is just a little foundation for the day. We'll get into this next couple of weeks in more detail. Uh, but John 5. Six through nine. Now, the backdrop is the angel came and, and, and troubled these waters and people were going into the water and getting healed. Right. And this guy that really need healing, but he wouldn't go. He, he never went into the water. Right. So. Uh, verse five, we'll start at verse five. 
It says, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. So, so he, he wasn't fed up, obviously. 38 years. Right? And it says, and when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now long time in that case, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? He was asking him a rhetorical question. He was like, will you change? <laughs> Right? And the impotent man answered him, Sir, look, look, look. Excusing the position, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to, to, to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another step is down before me. <laughs> and somebody else gets there ahead of me. Right? And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked. On the same day was the Sabbath. So here, Jesus showed up as an agent of change, but before he even did it, he asked the guy, Are you really fed up? Like 38 years? And okay, so I guess Jesus was, he showed up. He's like, Okay, one thing is you've been dealing with this for 38 years. So obviously, you ain't fed up. You ain't embraced your agents of change. Now you have the resources right around you for what you've been believing for your whole life. And you sitting there saying, somebody, how, how could somebody get there before you? Everybody wasn't dealing with what you've been dealing with for 38 years. How is it possible? Knock somebody down if you have to. You know, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, violence taken by force. I mean, you would think. This is not like I heard in another country they have this pool that heal people. Another state. No, we're talking about right there. <laughs> right there. Uh, uh, crawling distance. Rolling. If you had to roll in the water. Right? And, and, and he came up with every excuse. But he represents a lot of us. See, he started talking about what other people. Nobody, like Somebody else didn't do what I needed them to do. Then other people got there before I did. And Jesus is, look, I, I can see Jesus looking at him like, are we serious right now? So you really don't want to change, right? This is the thing. We're all subject to change. The, the only thing in life that's not subject or has to submit to change is God. Right? Everything else in life is temporal. The book of the Bible says God changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Um, let's look here at, uh, we'll turn to 2 Corinthians 4. I just for the sake of time, I'm going to quote it, but uh, so I wanted to look at something else. So it says, uh, it says, uh, don't look not on the things that you see for they're temporal. Look not on the things that you see for they're temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for they're what? Eternal. It says, look not on the things that you see for they're temporal. So what it's saying is things that you see are subject to change. Things that you see, the word temporal means subject to change, right? That's what the word actually means, 
Right. Uh, Malachi 3, 6 says, uh, it says, for I am the Lord and I change not. Right. I am the Lord and I change not. So God doesn't change, but everything else is temporal, subject to change. And then we know in Romans 12, 2, it says, be not conformed to this. Or Romans 12, 1, it says, Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So change is transformation. It's not replacement. So every time we evolve, uh, every time we grow, every time we take another step of maturity, humility, and and uh, a step from where we are, out of our comfort zone, we're embracing change. Again, change is evolving, not replacement. Scripture says this in Philippians 1, verse 6. Philippians 1, verse 6. It says, be confident in this very thing. That what? He just begun a good work in you. We're performing it to the day of Christ Jesus. So, so look at this. It says, be confident. He that's begun a work, so he started a work, but it says he'll perform the desired outcome, meaning you have to change from the original position of start, and you have to continue to evolve. Right? Then, you know, uh, chapter 2 says he'll work in you to will and to do his good pleasure. Right? So, so, it's, so our whole life is an evolving life. It's, it's the next best step from here. It's the next best step from there. Next best step from there. Next best. When you get stuck, uh, we, we did a, it was a message, stuck in time. When you get stuck uh, and, 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 and see now to justify the stuck position, I have to come up with excuses, justifications. Uh, I have to be defensive, right? I have to be manipulative to, to stay where I'm at for such a long period of time. And I'm going to tell you, the reality is this. Uh, everything's subject to change, but change ain't easy. I don't care. You're like, like, there's nothing about change that's easy, but anything that's not easy, the results are phenomenal. Ch changes, listen, th there's no change I've made in my life that was easy. None. Like, like I, I can't think of one change. Like, oh, just bring it, man. I just changed that. That's no biggie. No, it's like, okay, is it? I was negotiating. You got to go negotiate with God. It's got to be something else that. I mean, why can't we just just roll with this right here? There's times I, I, me and Ty was talking this week, and I was I was sharing um, how you know, like if you left it up to Keith, I'm not talking about Pastor Keith. Keith, you left it up to Keith, we probably would have uh, renewed uh, the the lease for the, for the church over there. We and we renewed the the lease for our home because I didn't want to move. I mean, it's a lot, man. Listen. You know, we're, well, she's 58, I'll be 58 uh, in a few weeks, right? 20-something 20, 20 days, right? So we were married 28 years out of the 58. And that the house that we was in, we was leasing. We've been renting and leasing since we've been out here. But we two houses before that, we had accumulated a lot of stuff, you know, over the years, you know from two houses, an apartment, and then the house that we was leasing. And she'll tell you, in the early years, I'm moving everybody. Son got to move to college. I got this because I work for a moving company. Like, we move and move. But I remember I told her, I was like, baby, I'm, I'm, getting, a little, I'm getting a little tired, a little fed up with all this moving. Like, I lost that, that bite, you know. Then a couple times people would, they, they wasn't tricking me, but, like they would ask me to help, but I can't help without helping, you know, like really helping. I didn't want to do it. I'm going to tell you, I didn't want to move. 
I didn't want to deal with the transition, the figuring this out, the cost, the listen. Uh, and then uh, uh, when you purchase the stuff, the, I didn't want to deal with the paperwork. Uh, you know, I didn't want to deal with none of that. I didn't want to what? I didn't want to do what? Move. But, right. So, so, so when you don't, we don't want to move, we don't want to change. But I'm going to tell you, God, the Holy Spirit is sweet. He's like, listen, you, you got to do this. Matter of fact, when we were at the, the building before the, uh, uh, was the storefront, and we was at the building that we was leasing, leasing option to buy. And, uh, and when it turned out that the, the, uh, uh, the church uh, turned back to get the building, even though we were supposed to purchase it. And I was like, man, like, man, I just thought we was going to build on that, that site. And the Holy Spirit was like, man, don't get emotional. He was like, he was like I, I can do a lot. I, I, if I want to give you that building back, I can be obedient right now. Don't just get all caught up. Cause, cause, see, it was kind of like a safe place. Man, I said we'd probably be here for like ten years, man. We build here. It was not was nineteen acres. Yeah, look, good Lord gave us twenty one. <laughs> but, 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 but I, but I, I, I remember, I remember thinking to myself, man, like man, ain't nobody trying to. We got to move, you know. And then we going to lease a, a different space. I know we moved like in a day. What are we moving today? Was it a day? Yeah, we moved like that day, right? But 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 what I'm saying is, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to change. A, God sent a force, an agent of change, to say, "Hey, it's time to move." Right? But but it's kind of that wasn't really a force. That is a little wind. <laughs> no, God is saying change, and and every time. It's worth it, even though it's difficult. It's, 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 it's listen, uh, even us coming here, like the, uh, all the, the, the income and expense statement. My wife is a sweetheart. She'd be like, babe, do you need anything? She's like, oh, like you in there. She'd be like, this, you know, she's like, oh, but you got to do it. Like it is, it's not a, it's not at your convenience. You just got to do it. You got to, you got to do, you got to do whatever you need to do to make it happen. You got to change, right? But, but I just said that to say it ain't easy. It's not supposed to be easy. What you're trying to get is worth it. And it's, it's, it's uh, listen, I, one thing I'd say about me and that lady right there, we're not looking over our shoulder for nothing. We don't feel guilty about nothing. We don't feel we owe nobody for nothing, right? Because we're being obedient. We're, being, we're operating in integrity. And guess what? We're just doing what God tells us to do. But we're, we're patient and then doing what God tells us to do. So we believe where we are is where we're supposed to be. We're not looking back going, okay, I kind of cheated, so I hope I get busted out for cheating. No, it's not that, it's not that case. All right, so, so <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. Um, for a lot of us, when we look back, I, I know I, I do, Life sure turned out different from when I was in school. When I was in these guys' age. Yeah, you you be talking a lot of lot a lot of uh, theories at that age, right? Remember, like you, yeah, yeah. You, it's a lot of theory. Listen, there's some people here. I'm saying this respectfully. You, you remember how you thought just like if I got this degree, I make this amount of money. You remember that? 
I'm not gonna tell y'all raise your hands, but there's people in here that got all that they got the degree and they're like and guess what? And don't got not even working in a profession. Went through all like was going through school with confidence. Other people out there working, you'd be like, Yeah, but I right, I'm getting my degree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You well, you know, you eventually you'll be at my level when you have my degree. There's people that have degrees that are working in their profession. That's not my point. My point is whether it's degrees, sometimes athletic-wise, sometimes, remember you thought the relationship was the, this relationship is going to be forever. It, don't, it didn't turn out that way, did it? <laughs> well, Ty said, yeah, it did. <laughs> With a big Kool-Aid smile. <laughs> yeah, somebody made the right move early. <laughs> Let, let Trino there say, "Amen." I agree with what he said. <laughs> but so, so, so that's why the scripture says, uh, uh, "Trust in the Lord with all our heart; lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge Him. He shall direct our path. He shall show us our agents of change." Right? If we just keep leaning on Him, don't don't lean to your own understanding. Trust Him; He'll show us our agents of change. Have you noticed this, how we don't want to change when things change? Like, like, oh, so, so I use me because maybe y'all different. So I, we're in a culture where there, there was no internet. Like the stuff that y'all like take for granted now. They, like there really was no internet. And, and computers were evolving. So when we got together, I remember she was like, well, babe, I, it was a Macintosh. Babe, we need to get this. We need to spend as much Macintosh. I was like, well, babe, maybe we should wait. You know, uh, so we could just really get what we want. But no, I need this right now. So we get the Macintosh. Six months later, it was obsolete. So then we we did the same thing. Now, this was the early years of the marriage. So I was appeasing. So I was like, okay, so we get another one. And six months later, it was obsolete. So then we get one. Uh, we, we get what we wanted, and you can build on them. Remember, you could just, you could take out the motherboard and, well, I don't know if everybody know all that. But you could, you could almost take the computer apart, right? So, but 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 I remember... She'll tell you this. In our household, I'm not the first person that got into computers. She was. She would be up all night trying to figure out that computer till she learned the computer. I wasn't using a computer at all because I'm a math guy. I kept everything in my head. I didn't even use a planner. Like, remember, it was the Stephen Covey uh, planners. People were trying to get me to use a planner. I was like, first of all, I got I to take the time to put it in the planner. I'd rather just keep it in my head. I'm good. I was just wasting time doing it. So, so I was constantly here, but, but, but she got this deal on uh, one of her jobs on these iPads. So I got the iPad, and um, it wasn't an iPad. It was a, a ThinkPad. That's what it was. And um, so I just used, only used it. I ain't used the computer. I just used it for one thing, my schedule. So because the Lord told me something, I need you to get it all out your head and, and, and write it down. He says, I'm trying to get you revelation and all types of stuff, but you got numbers. I, I remember everybody's number. You got numbers in your head. You got schedules. In, you got all this other stuff in your head. I can't get no revelation there. Take all that stuff and put it, write it down. Take your schedule and put it in a, in, in, in a, on a calendar. Now, you freed up for me. I was like, duh. So I had to what? That was the agent of change. I had to embrace the agent of change. And then once I started using the computer, man, I don't know why I never used it. Because, like, in our house, now I'm the computer guy, you know what I'm saying? Macs, all types of stuff, you know, uh, uh, editing, all types of, you know, Mark, tell you, I, 
I, I, I'm all types of computer stuff, right? You know how I had to do? I had to change. When we started the church, I didn't know nothing about video. Never did. She asked her, took me two weeks to figure out, which is the easy version, iMovie. Now, I was trained on Final Cut, but it, it took me two weeks to, to, I had to change. I was like, we can't start without video. I had to learn websites. I had to learn, before, when we moved to Ohio, I mean, Charlotte, I knew nothing about graphics. As far as, uh, I, I never owned a Mac. Pastor Gray gave me my first Mac, and it had the software on it. I learned the software because people, uh, let's see, who was at the dance studio? Remember we used to have the banners? We had the banners at the, uh, at, at uh, 8015 too, but, but we used to have banners on each side, so we had to, we had to get them made. Guy, one guy just played me. He, he gave us the wrong color and never called me back. And I, I, I would have said, well, okay, if it, I understand you're starting a business. If it costs, we got to buy them again, fine. But the, the colors of the church are in purple. It's blue. Guy never called me back. So I, I talked to a couple of people that, that might be watching, talked to a couple of people that I knew that did graphics. They gave me, they helped me a little bit, but they were so busy. I, and some of them I couldn't pay them. I, I learned myself. So I do all our graphics now. I had to be willing to change. Because when you first grow in a church, people are deciding if they want to commit. Why they're deciding, stuff still got to get done. Terrence taught me sound. Terrence uh, Lovelace, he taught me sound. Because when he first, uh, first was a, a part of the church, he, he did sound when he showed up. He wasn't, he wasn't, nobody asked him. We didn't commit nobody to do anything. So when he didn't show up, sound had to get done. I did it. You said, no, I'm no sweeter than nobody else. I'm an ordinary guy. I just, I'm willing to change. And guess what? It's all hard. Take me to your job, and, and, and I have to get trained to do what you do. It's going to start out hard. I never did it. I'm not doing it. It's not my profession. Guess what? Give me some time. I'm going to be humble enough to learn. If you my trainer, I'll just sit there and just like, because I don't know what I'm doing. You'll be like, I just told you this last week. No problem. I'll just eat it. I, I ain't get it yet. Because I don't know what I'm doing. But guess what? After a while, I will. Because I'm willing to change. Not just stay in the little, my little protective, this one little thing I've always done. Right? Then we're unlimited. It's been said like people use 10% of their, their brains. They label, if somebody says, oh, oh, oh that person's smart. We're all smart. Some, listen, okay, so let's say, uh, let's say if he gets better grades than you, that don't mean he's smarter. That means he's more locked into grades. Because you ain't, you can't play football like you do if you're stupid. It'd be impossible. You've just put all your energy in one thing. But you, I've talked to you. You are very intelligent. Combination of intelligent and sometimes lazy. But you ain't stupid. See what I'm saying? You just got to be willing to change. That's going to be the difference in terms of what school you go to. It ain't going to be your talent. It's going to be, are you willing to change? Gad, you can say amen. Just say it in his face. Amen. Because it's true. 
And I've said it before. And if you don't go where you want to go, don't blame nobody but your inability to change. Because an agent of change is sitting here before you, been, been sitting here before you for years. Been telling you what you need to do to get, have your dreams come true. You got to decide if you're fed up enough to change to really have your dreams come true. Embrace the agent of change. Or keep running and making excuses. You can, that's on you. But I'm telling you right now, if you don't change today, you're going to blow a whole lot of resources. And, you, and what you're going to do is you're going to justify like, well, at least I got this. Thinking that's all you were supposed to have. No, it's not. Sky's the limit for you. If you're willing to change. Y'all think I was talking to Chris? Oh, okay. I was just making sure everybody didn't think I was. Chris, you was just a, uh, he, he said my name on. <laughs> you just a catalyst for everybody in the building. Right? So, so, so we, this is why we resist change. Because of fear. We resist change because of fear. Uh, the scripture says in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 says, he that studies the wind shall not sow. See, 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 see that person, that farmer that's, ah, this climate is just not right. He has this precious seed, Chris. He's holding on to these precious gifts, but they need to be given. They need to be totally pouring out, like emptied out, and he's holding on. Ah, the climate is just not right. This just doesn't, this doesn't seem like the right situation. I'm just not comfortable with, I, I just, it's just not, all you got in your pocket is precious seed. You got to give, you got to empty out. You got to, uh, one thing is I've always told athletes, empty out. Like don't never leave the field or the court going, I coulda, woulda, shoulda. That's a person that hasn't embraced change. You should always leave the field going, listen, I did, the, what's your line? I did the best I could. <laughs> I emptied out. There was nothing else I could have done. Very few people say that, right? You know why? Because they don't prepare themselves because they're not willing to embrace change. So, so the message says, man, get on with your life. Get on with your life. Same version. He that studies the wind shall not sow. The message says, get on with your life. Man, stop making excuses. Stop standing around. Change. The Amplifier says the person that waits for favorable conditions don't move. They don't change. Hey, 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 hey. Newsflash. Ain't nobody coming. Ain't no favorable conditions coming. You got to change in the midst of the conditions you're in right now. There is no, I'm, hey, pastor's telling you, agent of change, representative here, to let you know, ain't no favorable uh, conditions coming. Change in the midst of the conditions you're in. Make them favorable. I'm telling you that, like, we keep looking for, you know, uh, best case scenarios to work. Man, forget all that. Change, man. Change now in the situation you're in. Make that move now, man. Don't just go to a interview. Who does that? Don't apply for a job. Who does that? And who just listen? We didn't have the internet. How do we get jobs? There was no internet. How do we get jobs? I walked into a trucking company and said, walked in there and said, listen, um, I've never done this before. But if you hire me 
and I prove that I can do, you could pay me anything you want. But if you, if I prove that I can do the job, revisit my salary in, in 90 days and pay me comparable to these people that have the experience. I'm not making that up. You know why? Because I was fed up without having a job. <laughs> I went in there, the guy hired me. In 90 days, he didn't come to me. He wasn't going to come to me. I, if I was waiting for favorable conditions for him to go, hey, man, 90 days, man, you've been really doing a good job, man. Here's a promotion. Not going to happen. I went to him, and he, listen, this guy cussed everybody out every day. He was, he was I'm going to say it. You know who I'm talking about. This guy, his, 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 his dad owned a major company, gave him like a little side company. So, so, so he was spoiled. I mean, the whole day, because every time he didn't ask anybody to do anything. He cussed you and told you what to do. Well, everybody except one person. I was like, oh, I, I can't hear you. Too much ugly coming out your mouth. I can't hear you. So if you want me to do something, you're going to have to change what you're saying. Oh, oh, Keith, here you go again. You know? But, but I, do, I wasn't going to be talked to like that. And then I came to him. I said, yo, uh, I was about to say his name. But I said, it's 90 days. I've done the job. Look, I'm coming to him knowing I did the job. Exceedingly abundantly above. Hey. I mean, I, I was just crossing the surface to even thinking about being a Christian back then. But I knew how to work hard. I said, hey, 90 days. You promised me you would pay me comparable to everybody else. That's what you promised me. So we got to change the salary. I got a $5,000 raise. He could have gave me like $5. So what I'm saying is like, we just have to be willing to change. Don't look for favorable conditions. Make your conditions favorable. Right? We can do those things, right? Um, see, even though we've traveled from uh, different directions and, um, and from different places in life, most of us experience the same level of uneasiness when it comes to change. Like we're all, you know, we all have... Uh, it's kind of tough, you know. Uh, why? You know, because the flesh. We all deal with the flesh. Scripture says, walk in the spirit. You should not feel less than the flesh in Galatians 5.16. That flesh makes change. Galatians 5.16, I'm sorry. Uh, the flesh makes change uneasy. Because the flesh doesn't want to change, man. Like, 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 the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Right? Matthew 26, uh, 41. I know I didn't have that ready for... Uh, people online um but so 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 again to really one of our major agents of change is the holy spirit he shows us things to come right and but we have to be obedient to what he's showing us to do but we keep making these excuses listen uh what is the scripture says this i know i don't have this for the people online but uh it's a uh, second corinthians 10 verse 6 so after after verses 3 through 5, when it says, uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds, it says, it says, uh, it says uh, casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. It says, having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. See, 
disobedience is 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 a uh, reluctant or rebellion to change, right? See, because what God is asking you to do, you're going to have to move and change from the position you're in. And it says, having the readiness, the alertness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Like, and, and it's not partial obedience. It's not skipping obedience and go, ah, oh, well, that wasn't important. So, you know what, man? I was supposed to be obedient, man. I didn't. You know, my bad. No, 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 no. That that was supposed to facilitate a change in your life. It ain't. You, you don't skip that. You got to actually do that to get this. So you got to still change. You may repent for uh, not receiving it and not being obedient in the moment, but you still got to change. <laughs> right? You still got to change. You still got to correct the behavior, right? Does that make sense? All right. Um, I'll just give you these few and then we're done. Uh, so, see, we self-destruct when we don't handle uh, interruptions to our normal routine properly. Right? See, that those interruptions are forces of change. You know, agents of change, Right? And so, but, but it's not an interruption, it's an introduction. It's not an interruption, it's an introduction. See, when, that, when, when, it's, when, it, when it shows up, because you have a certain momentum or a certain comfort, you take it as an interruption. But it's an introduction to an agent of change. Right? And so, so, so um, we can't panic in these situations. Our history has been panicking. You know, panic can result in manipulation, control, and of course, atrophy. Right? When you just panic, like soon as soon as that agent of change, you know, you get tight. You know, this person is not. You know, we, we we've talked about this a lot. Uh, so we're agents of change. That's our 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 responsibility. It is not our responsibility to spend all of our time assessing. Uh, uh, your intent, your motive, or what type of you, you wretched person. When, that's not our job. Huh? You said, yeah, you're wise. It's not even, that's not our job. Our job is to be agents of change. So we were talking about this this morning. You have all these people. I said, you know, uh, one, one of my, my, one of the things that God has gifted me with is discernment and and ability to write. So you be sitting around me. I'm, a, I'm asking a rhetorical question most of the time. To be honest with you. I'm not asking the question because I don't know. I'm asking the question giving you opportunity to confess. So you can actually get what you need. You know. So Because so that facilitates brokenness. But, but this is the thing. Whether you confess or not. It ain't my job to. Uh, every time you have a mishap. To label you as not fit for something. That's why we don't understand God promoting David. Because we go, but David did. I'm going to say, but David's heart. <laughs> You'll say, but David did. I'll say, but David's heart. We say it all the time around here. Well, our job is to, to, to deal with people's hearts. Like we deal with people's hearts. That's, that's where the, 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 the patience and the tolerance comes from. Oh, what you did was stupid. It's foolish. And actually, uh, 
some of the ways you, you, you've come at your ages of change has been undeserved. So, so now that we got that out the way, let's keep on moving to what we're supposed to do. Okay, now we got it out of the way, what are we going to do? Kick you off the team? It's God's team. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't be kicked off the team. Hey, you may be sitting on that bench a whole lot longer than you're supposed to, though. Not because we want you, but God. But you, you, you ain't getting kicked off the team. And it's on you whether or not you become a starter out there. You got to embrace your ages of change. Not keep making excuses. Not looking at other people and going, but they can't do this. But one thing you can't see, you can see that person's behavior, but you can't see their heart. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't be measuring everybody's based on, first of all, the fact that you're measuring them up means something's in your heart that you need to remove. Right? The fact that you like, but look at them. Eh, something's wrong with that heart. Why are you looking at them? Looking, hey, you can take those same lenses and look inside and see what you need to change in your heart. Right? That's what we have to do. Like, God's not going to allow us to pastor y'all. Y'all great people. If we don't keep looking inside, checking our hearts. But if we spend all our time, like, oh, my God, babe, babe, oh, my God, they're no good. Man, ain't nobody got time for that. They're great people. We have to address behavior, but addressing behavior is agents of change. We'll get into that maybe next week. We won't get into that now. Um, so we must see change as gain, not loss. We must see change as gain, not loss. See, when you're fighting change, is fighting destiny, and, and fighting destiny is fighting purpose. Fighting change is fighting destiny. Fighting destiny is fighting purpose. All right, we'll get into keys to change and all that stuff next week. All right, so just, you know... Um, just wanted to spend some time talking about stimulating your agents of change, and we'll get into how agents, being an agent of the change, operates, and how submitting to an agent of change operates. Remember, you're either submitting to an agent of change or you are agent of change. But if you are agent of change, you're submitting to an agent of change to even become an agent. You know what I'm saying? So, so I have to submit to agents of change to be an agent of change for you guys, right? Does that make sense? All right, well, uh, let's stand to our feet.